0: Ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If we listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Are we ready? Yes! Yes. Amen. Let's stand and honor the man of God as he comes. And let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you. You may be seated. Maybe you needed to stand for a little while, huh? The pastor didn't say there's really much limit on time, so I said, all right, that can be dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's good to be with you, and, and I want to thank you. Pastor's told me that you've been praying for me. And uh, I want to thank you for that. And uh, we were just had a few minutes to fellowship. He didn't tell me your faults, okay? <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just told me that uh, for over a couple of years now, you people have had a burden for North Korea. And my spirit just leaped within me when he said that, because it's been two, two and a half years that I've had a burden for North Korea. And I've made several trips there in these these last years now. And uh, have been asking the Lord to get me into the north. I want to go into the north. I want to get in front of a young man. I love him. I have a love for that young man. God has given me a supernatural love for him. I've wept for him in secret. And he says, you know, if we will go in and, and shut our closet door and pray in secret, he will reward us openly. And uh, it's been many years since I've had uh, that kind of a burden for a world leader. I've had surprises, you know, in my life, if you know me, uh, where I can't say that I had a burden for world leaders when God put me into China with the leaders of China with a, with a diplomatic uh, papers, you know, as the ambassador of the United States. So God just dumped me into these kind of things, you know, and I, I'm... I'm simple enough and uh, uh, gullible enough to accept what he does with me. (laughs) I don't know how to put it any other way. You know what I mean? And then when I get in the middle of it, to just stand in awe. You were talking about the awesomeness of God and singing. Uh, Isn't it wonderful that God can just take you and put you in a place where you just say, Whoa, what am I doing here? You know? (laughs) I'll never forget that first night, the welcoming dinner there in Beijing in the great hall of the people. And uh, <laughs> the people that were responsible for getting me there, the number one person in communication and all with the leaders of China, um, came up to me at my table. There were 99 ambassadors of the of the world there, from all over the world. And uh, she came up to me and she said, I've been talking to the leaders about you. and." Uh, They want to know if you'd make a speech tonight. (laughs) Oh, dear Lord, I don't even know why I'm here yet. (laughs) Isn't that something? Isn't it neat to be in a place where you don't even know why you're there? I mean, sure, it's wonderful that you can go through the diplomatic line when you arrive at the airport. You don't go through normal customs, and they usher you through, and, and they put you in a limousine, and the lights are flashing in front of you and back of you, and you're thinking, wow, where am I going? (laughs) You know, <laughs> I don't get that kind of honor very often, but uh, I decided I might as well enjoy it, so I started waving. <laughs> giving them a good old lovely Christian American smile, you know. Hello, hello, you know, it's good to be here. <laughs> you might as well enjoy it, you know. You never know when these kind of times are going to come to a quick halt. But uh, uh, it's always good to put your trust in the Lord. Amen. Because the Word of God says if you put your trust in the Lord, you can what? Rejoice. That's, that's the real test if you're really trusting the Lord. You say, well, I'm trusting the Lord. <laughs> I look at you and I want to say, hold on. Amen. Where is your joy? Hey, man this trust is intense. (laughs) I said, but where is your joy? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the Word of God. The evidence. If you're really trusting the Lord, you're full of expectancy. You're full of joy. You're not full of mysticism. You know what I mean? This thing is not a mystical walk. I've been working almost 18 years now in Japan and parts of Asia. And there are so many mythological beliefs, you know what I mean? Everything is a myth, a myth, a myth, a myth. I mean, oh my word. An angel's down bathing at a pool and the farmer comes along and he sees her and he takes her clothes and he hides them. <laughs> and then he comes with compassion. Oh, what's you crying about? Well, I can't find my clothes. And so he says, well, come with me. I'll help you try to find them. Well, he knows where they are. He hid them, but he's not taking her in that direction. Finally, he says, come to my house with me. And he seduces her. And she conceives and brings forth the number two king of Okinawa. Now, that's a myth. But who wants a leader that is birthed out of angelic seduction? In Genesis chapter 6, we're warned about that, aren't we, very clearly. That's not the kind of, kind of belief. That's not our base of religion. That's not our base of our, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But our base is, is so beautiful because it catches us. It, it does something I love to express. It, God is released to set us up. How many of you love to get set up? Amen. Yes. You ever said it's a setup? Yes. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a genuine setup you didn't expect it? Yes. It's something that caught you totally by surprise, and it humbles you because you say, "Lord, what am I doing here, and what is my responsibility to you in this assignment?" This caught me by surprise. I didn't expect it. Help! Help! <laughs> now, before i had the love and the ability before the Lord, I, it took some years to develop that. You know what I mean? That trust. That trust is so important. Because you see, with that trust comes rejoicing. It comes a confidence. Now, I was just in South Korea last month. I've been really testing this thing. I've had my papers with me and all my plans and all my ways of trying to get into the North, they're just not functioning. (laughs) Maybe you've learned it. I haven't fully learned it yet. Make a list of all the things and the ways God's going to do it. And then try them. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work. work. Lord, here I am on the plane. I'm leaving. I didn't get in there. What have you got? (laughs) And then the things flare up over there when I get back over here. People are calling me and saying, What do you want to go into the north for? It's ready to explode. You die over there. If you know me, I can, you know what I say to them. I'm already dead. You can't kill a dead man. <laughs> it's wonderful to be dead. Do you know that? Yeah. When you come alive and seek to save your life, that's when you're in trouble. That's when you get into all kinds of conflict that you don't know how to get out of and you come out hurt, don't you? But if you stay dead. Oh, brother, what a message. We got this guy coming here to kill us. <laughs> People i am staying with there, Don and Marie. Don went through the Oregonian this morning to show me a page. <laughs> We've got to outlaw these guns, you know, these killings. Yeah, and the other man sitting over there in the cartoon. And he's got the paper open. Abortion laws. Hmm. The guy that's holding that says positively. Yeah, definitely. But on the back side of his paper is abortion laws. Oh dear. (coughs) I know... I know very well I've met people that have come out of North Korea. I know the atrocities that have been committed against Christians there. I know very well, I know firsthand from people that were eyewitnesses that have told me, through an interpreter, but weeping. I know the sufferings that are going on there. I know that the cup of iniquity is probably about ready for God to say, it's enough. I know we're at the razor's edge of that. But I know also one thing in the Word that I've found to be so precious. We can cry out to our God in judgment, remember mercy. I have young men that became kings in the Old Testament. And they turned the nation around. They reestablished the temple. They reestablished the order of calling upon the name of the Lord. They cleaned out the debris out of the temple. They, they restored the sacrifices. Wouldn't it be precious to see this young man Turn around what his grandfather and his father have done. Isn't my Lord worthy of that? He's worthy of the reward of his sufferings. He's worthy of the reward of that. Why can't I believe for that? It will bring me no pleasure to see him do like Saddam Hussein did. Crawl out of that hole or, or Gaddafi of Libya. Crawling out of a culvert after ruling so long with such wickedness and awe, it doesn't bring me any rejoicing or any pleasure to see them go off into eternity in their ignorance, in their belligerence, stubbornness, and rebellion. My Lord, it's worthy that they should be saved. So you see, when God puts something in your heart and you accept it and you fight through it, you know there is a battle to be fought. Do you realize that? When God began to speak this to me and then this, this thing began to flare up and I already had my ticket to go, to go back this week. People are calling and saying, don't go. One lady's calling and crying saying, Henry, I've been interceding for you for years. Please don't go back. It's going to blow up over there. You're, you're going to die over there. And I said, sister, come on. How many years have you listened to me? I've already died once. Had 11 days to live with cancer. Doctor said I wouldn't even live that long if I didn't drink more water. No chemotherapy, no aspirin, nothing like that. Just this, this little book here. <laughs> Just crawling in between the covers of this book and getting hidden. Yeah. A doctor said, what kind of pain medication are you on? I said, this. And the doctor said, is that all? And I said, isn't that enough? (laughs) Tell me some of the battles you've been fighting in your body. Well, I began explaining as the cancer metastasized six hours in convulsions, in such pain that I would go into, into a coma, I'd pass out. When I'd come to, it would come back. I had about 20 to 30 seconds before I'd pass out again for six hours. My dear wife crying finally. She says, honey, I can't take anymore. As I came to, I heard her say that. Could I call an ambulance? I looked at her before I passed out again and I said, I don't need an ambulance. I need the glory of God. Amen. That's all. You see, I had resolved in my heart when that that affliction. We've got a big medical journal at home. I know what it was. I didn't need a doctor to tell me what it was. I need to pay for a doctor's report. My wife says that's the Scottish blood in me, but I can't help it. uh, I don't know. But the book. Described the symptoms perfectly and it described what it would progress or digress whatever you want to use to it was right off the checklist so do you need a doctor to tell you you're dying Uh need a doctor to tell you when the cancer goes into your back backbone that you're dying and fill you full of iron no i don't need any of that because it it dulls my senses and i can't call on the lord anymore And they're too many bedsides where they're over-medicated and they can't even think, let alone read the word of God, let alone cry out to the Lord. I don't want to say, you're asking me, I believe God to heal you. You can't even agree with me. It isn't that it's lack of compassion. It's just, where's your faith? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. <laughs> Have you ever thrown your confidence away? Well, do it. Not in the Lord, which hath great recompense of reward. This is King James' translation. I don't know what your translation is. I've never learned another one. For you have need of patience. Are you a doctor? Do you need patience? <laughs> that isn't what it's talking about. Doctors have more patience nowadays than they can handle. Do you realize that? The hospital parking lots are packed full. They're, they're, they're only second to casinos in America. And what's third is adultery bookstores, I mean, adult bookstores. Right? For you have needed patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Oh, man. People, that promise is what you can go to the bank on. You can go to the bank on it, people. It, it works. It's real. People say, show me a religion that works. I said, just follow me. Follow me. Come with me. I'll lead you to places you don't want to go. <laughs> I'll let you hear what people say. You go in there, you will die. And I answer them and say, Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> they look at you strange and they say, Are you on a suicide mission or something? I say, No, I don't on that mission. I gave it away a long time ago. I don't have it to give away again. It's not mine, it's the Lord's. Yeah. Colossians 3, verse 3, isn't it? You are dead. Oh, that's terrible, Henry. I'm preaching to a bunch of dead people. <laughs> you are dead. And you're alive. So you're still alive, but you're dead. Hallelujah. Is hidden with God in Christ. If your life is hidden with God in Christ, what have you got to fear? That's why you can say, Hallelujah. When they say, you go in there, they will kill you. You go in there, those serpents will kill you. Those two-step adders, you'll be dead, man, the first few steps. Oh, yeah? This book says, if any deadly thing bites you, it won't hurt you. To what? Oh, Henry, that's not literal. (laughs) Come on, Henry, you've gotten... You've gone over the edge. Now you're, you're one of those crazy radicals.
1: You're Lawrence. Right.
0: Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? I tell you. I had to break through in this thing again. You know, we get a call sometimes in our life and people call you and they're worried about you and they're saying, please don't go. And I said, I already got the ticket. It's already taken care of. Uh, I'm going. Oh, come on. Well, have you looked at the news? No. Don't need to. But the other verse is, you're not going to get there. They shut off the flights. It's too dangerous. I said, oh, now you're really limiting God. You're forgetting. I got translated once, and I know what it's like. It is limitless to walk in obedience to the Lord. If the man, the flesh of man, shuts you off, the Spirit of God never will. If He has a divine appointment for you, He's going to get you there, even if man can't. Amen. <laughs> Isn't that what Isaiah says? You'll walk through the fire, and what? The flames will not kindle upon you. Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego proved it out. Deuteronomy. What is it? Twenty nine, twenty nine. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us. And they belong to our little children. And as many as the Lord our God will call. If they belong to you, don't let go of it. Don't let the enemy have it. Put it to the test. Put it to the full proof. And watch what happens. Because as you put your trust in the Lord and rejoice, He begins to orchestrate it. It begins to come together. And you find yourself fulfilling the mission in awe. How many love to be in awe? Amen. There's nothing like coming through something and, and saying, Lord, Lord, did you see that? <laughs> you ever said that to the Lord? Yeah. Lord? Yeah. <laughs> He's there with you all the way through it. That's the reason you